Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Do you think all credit cards are created equal? Well, let me tell you, we have a surprise for you because you're going to learn that that is not the case. Some are better for you for depending on your situation. Some pay better rewards. And you probably know a lot of that. But you know what? You're going to learn some new things today because my guest is Jill Gonzalez. She's a senior analyst with Wallet Hub, and they have done a rather extensive survey of the best credit cards, the best for travel, the best for cashback, etc. And we're going to find out about all of those things. Jill, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thanks for having me back, Shirley. Now, um, you all did this survey, and this was your, you're looking at what is going on with credit cards right now. So were there surprise, surprises in there? There certainly were. Um, I think something that we were maybe not so surprised by was just the sheer amount of money that we spent on credit cards over the last year. Record number. And And you're talking about the interest now, right? Or are you talking about the amount that we actually charged on credit cards? I'm talking about the amount we actually charged. Oh, okay. The interest rates, too, and we'll get to that. Okay. But the amount we actually charged hit a record number. We have $1 trillion in outstanding credit card debt now, and we will be paying for it because interest rates alone got a lot higher last year. They're going to get higher this year because the Fed plans on raising rates another three times. And what is that going to turn? What does that look like it's going to cost consumers? So each time... Each one time that there's one Federal Reserve rate hike, that increases our interest and our finance charges on our credit card debt alone by about $1.5 billion. That's with a B. Wow, that's pretty uh, pretty hefty. That's with a B for one, and we're expecting three more. Wow. So net result is consumers are going to end up paying considerably more um, in in interest if they are carrying charges over on the credit card. Exactly. So okay. if this is something, that debt payoff, that you've been putting off for years and years, you know, this is really the year to do it. So pay it down so you save on the interest. That's a very good advice. Credit card companies may not like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for the consumer's standpoint, that's what we're all about. Um that is a that is an interesting thought. Okay, so with with the feds hiking the rates, our charges go up. The higher our balance, the more we're going to end up paying. So let's pay it off. Is it wise to to start looking at credit cards? Is there a great variation? I guess I'm trying to ask in the amounts of interest that are charged on the cards, and it, is it dependent on how your credit score is? Yes. I would say more the latter than the former. So the cards themselves are probably charging the same amount depending on what type of credit that you have. So people with good credit, for instance, still now are at the highest point in terms of APR with an average of around 20%. People with excellent credit get more of a 14% APR. Students, more of an 18% APR. But all of those are still at their highest point since 2010. That's high. All of those. When you ta- you're talking about t- paying 20% interest on the amount that you owe on the credit card. And that's good credit. So that's, wow. you know, we haven't even gotten to fair 
or poor credit when you're way up in the 20s, anywhere from 25 to almost 30. Wow. I wonder if people actually sit down and calculate what this is going to cost him in the long term. Uh, maybe buying that extra dress or pants or whatever is should be put off for a little while. Um, that's very significant. And, and so these rates are higher than they have been for the last, you're saying, what, eight years. So that's very significant as well. What do you attribute that the, the higher charges to consumers that are being passed on by the credit card companies? So a lot of it is directly affected by the Federal Reserve, right, mm-hmm. because that's tied to the prime rate. That's right, exactly. Of course, yes directly then is attached to a lot of these variable rates. You don't see it as much with auto loans or student loans, mm-hmm. mortgages, more so are fixed. But your credit card, you know, you have, you get that overnight. Yeah, you do. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about the the value of the cards and how we as consumers make good choices. So before we get a credit card, suppose someone is looking to either get a new card or or are maybe they're first time credit users actually or whatever. But um, if you're looking to change credit cards and you think you're paying too much interest and so on, can you still roll the debt over to a new credit card and maybe do a little better? So that would be a balanced transfer card. And that's something, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, that is a very advisable. If you can buy yourself another 15 to 21 months of 0% interest, that's saving you a wow. lot of money. Wow. So just by changing to another credit card, you may get interest suspended for a period of time. If you transfer your balance, yeah. Okay. So use that time then to start paying off some of that debt. Exactly. You're going to, because you're going to save money. Yes. So some of the best balance transfer cards out there, I would say one of the best is the Chase Slate card. Mm-hmm. It really has put itself on the market as one of the best balance transfer. And it's kind of, you know, that idea of a clean slate. You get a 0% for 15 mm-hmm. months on transfer. That's the intro APR. So 15 months is a pretty good amount of time. And typically you can get that card even if you have fair credit. Okay, so that's good advice. So people may want to start doing some shopping around for another card. What do they need to look for in addition to this 15 months um, grace period that they're going to have where they don't have to pay any interest? So the other thing to keep an eye out with any transfer card is that typically there is a balance transfer fee. That's usually anywhere from 3 to 5%. Look for one that should be around 3%. Mm-hmm. Or some of them have intro percentages, too. Some are 0% for the first, you know, X amount of months. Mm-hmm. But that is, you know, one thing to definitely keep in mind. So, in other words, you, you, may, you have to generally have to pay a fee to transfer a balance, but then you get a long period of without having to pay interest on that balance. So you need to sit down and calculate what works for you. Exactly. And we have calculators at WalletHub to help you with balance transfers, to help you even if you're planning on making Mm -hmm. a purchase, how long it'll take to really pay off, as you were saying earlier. So, yeah, I mean, we know it's not the easiest math, especially when it's 0% for this many months, transfer Mm -hmm. fee is this. But, yeah, absolutely, you should really weigh your options here. Yeah, because you can save yourself money in the long run, and that's what the whole idea is. And, you know, I, I, I love my credit cards. i got to tell you, I really do. But you do have to be very careful because it's so easy to spend money on a credit card, um, unlike debit cards, which kind of put a 
break on you, but I'm I'm a credit card fan, I have to admit. Um, okay, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker, and my guest today is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with WalletHub.com, and she was just telling you about information that's available. You can go to the website and get that information. So the calculators can be there to help you at wallethub.com. So take you take advantage of them because I know, Jill, I would never be able to sit down and figure out what it's going to cost me over the long term and how much I'm going to pay on balances I carry over. Some consumers may get a real shock when they find out how much they're actually paying in interest rates. So, uh, yeah, good time to do that. So what else should we look for? All right, so we're not going to transfer a balance. We want to get a new credit card. Would what what should I do or analyze my lifestyle as to whether I want to get points on an airline or whether I want to get cash back or are these some of the things to consider when you're shopping for a new card? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you are shopping for a new card, one, I hope that you're not one of the consumers with a heavy balance because I would not advise it. But if you are in the market for a new card, as many people are, then figure out what type of rewards you want. So they basically come in three forms. Cash back, which I always recommend. It's the most straightforward. There's no expiration. You can get a statement credit. So cash back is number one. Also, in the form of miles, obviously, we're talking about airlines here. And then finally, in the form of points, which are a little bit tricky, but basically measure out to how much cash you can get or how much you can get back on shopping, et cetera. Okay. So figure out which rewards currency is best for you. If you're spending, I would say, less than 5000 on travel a year, airline probably is not your best bet. Okay. So if you're, if you're a heavy traveler... Um, it would make a difference if you're traveling for your business. It would make a difference. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider when you're sitting there looking at cards. How do you go? Well, first, from your website, people can go in and see how you've evaluated these cards because you've got a ton of statistics and things on your website. Um, there, it's it, it's impressive. I mean, I'm not sitting here penning you on the back, Jill, but it really does have a lot of information. Um, I, I want to say something, and, and I, I don't know, you, you deal with a lot of, of credit cards. Let me ask you if you are aware of this. I recently got bumped from a flight on American Airlines because I had used my points to purchase a seat, to upgrade to a first-class seat on the airlines. And they just came right out and told me they were bumping me because they had a paying customer. I have never been so furious in my life. Is that sort of thing... Is there any way for a consumer who uses a card for travel rewards to prevent this from happening? And were you using an American Airlines card? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was a card that was um, issued by, I think it was a Ma- uh, MasterCard that was an American Airlines card. Yep. Wow. Oh, and they I told me right at the it. airport, they said, well, we this happens. And I'm going, Why? My husband, who had also done the same thing, he, we had to go to a different airport. We were in Florida, and we had to go to a different airport for me to be actually able to get a first-class seat. And, and that was just disturbing. Anyway, having said that, and slammed American Airlines, uh, there's, there's really no way for you to guard against it. But I guess what people should do is read complaints about the airlines, and, and other airlines do it, too. It's not just that one. So just a word of warning for consumers, 
you know, you can easily get bumped. Um, and, and it happened to me. And, and I had a ticket and everything. So, you know, it's not like it was a, a pleasant experience. But anyway, so that makes me feel like, you know, unless you're a really heavy traveler and you're getting lots of points for it, you may want to consider one of the other two cards. I, I frankly like the cashback idea, especially since my experience with Miles on American. But um, anyway, what else would you say to people who are looking for a credit card? Yeah, well, you're exactly right. I mean, you have so much to navigate, and I'm shocked that Americans still doing that with the 2017 they had. But, you know, a lot of these airlines or hotels or, you know, whatever type of brand-specific card you're going with, you know, keep in mind that that is really staking loyalty in the brand. Mm -hmm. And typically... And now I would say more than ever with millennials kind of not being brand loyal at all, a lot of these brands do try to go out of their way to make sure you're happy, to offer a lucrative reward program, mm-hmm. to be competitive. But, yeah, you know, when you're not dealing with cash back, whether it's nights at a hotel, whether it's flights, whether it's miles, you are really putting yourself at the market. Right, you are. Well, now, mine happened last year. In the... Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping they're doing better this year. But at any rate, I, I, I canceled the credit card, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, no, I'm not putting up with this. This is really ridiculous. You can't do this to me. There's no such thing as loyalty then from my standpoint. So I canceled the card. Yeah. So well, you. I felt good about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they deserved. But at any rate, what, what is so surprising to me is how you do have to manage. You have to navigate through all of these programs, rewards, and so on. So so let's talk about the first thing to look at. Getting a credit card is, of course, the interest you're going to have to pay, right, if you're going to carry over a balance. Um, credit cards, I know credit card companies want you to carry over a balance because they make money on it, but they also make money when you make the charge. Are there Are there any moves by credit card companies to put pressure on consumers that they don't want to give them, or are they going to charge them for cards that where they don't carry over any interest, I mean, any uh, balance? No. You know, in fact, there are some cards that are doing the exact opposite of oh, that. Oh, really? Good. And one of those is one of the best cashback cards on the market. It's the City Double Cash card. Mm-hmm. So this one gives you 1% cashback on your purchase and 1% cashback when you pay it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So essentially double the cash back, 2%. Uh, and it really is, you know, kind of making sure that people are paying on time. It's teaching a little bit of a financial literacy lesson. So, you know, that's one card that I think is really setting a standard for that type of thing. And obviously mm-hmm. the exact opposite of a revolving balance. Absolutely. And that, that is so, well, that's very encouraging and that's very thoughtful. And what was the name of the card again? City Double Cash. City Double Cash, okay, and and when you look at these cards, how in the world do you start sorting out? I mean, there's so many of them. How many how many different kinds of credit cards are on the market? Do you know, Jill? There's over one thousand offers oh out boy. there. Oh boy, oh boy. 
a thousand. Oh, I can manage that, right? Mm-hmm. Give me three offers and I'm confused. So <laughs> thank goodness you can set us straight on some of these things and how we ought to, to look at them and evaluate them and how we really need to evaluate our lifestyle before we go get a card, because what do we want from it? And I, I think that is the, the bigger question for consumers as to what can you do? And by the way, listeners, let me just tell you, the website is Wallet Hub. Dot com. You can get all kinds of wonderful information there. So on that happy note, let's just take a break here, Jill, and uh, let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. And we're talking about a recent survey they did on credit cards. And what are the best cards for what? Now, overall, it was an interesting thing. One of the credit cards that came out on the top as far as credit cards, with the most satisfied customers was USAA. Absolutely. And we've seen this year after year. Uh, Mostly, a lot of the cards that people are happy with tend to stay at the top. We don't see too much movement, but it's the movement with what they're satisfied or dissatisfied Mm -hmm. with that changes, even from quarter to quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, talking about satisfaction and dissatisfaction, but you also reported that there have been a record number of complaints to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in the last quarter of 2017. And is there any particular reason you attribute to that? that I, think that it's a, I think it's a couple of things. One, the last couple quarters of last year was pretty crazy for the CFPB, and I'm not sure consumers know how long it's going to be around. So because of that, I think, you know, they're saying, hey, now is the best time for me to make my voice heard. So that's number one. Number two is you see on TV, but now you see on social media, via Twitter, via Facebook, that a lot of people who voice their complaints are getting some type of resolution. So I think that has really motivated consumers to be more vocal. Well, they should be. I mean, if you're not satisfied and you think you've gotten a raw deal, you need to complain. I encourage them to complain to call for action. We deal with those problems all the time. So, um, yes, go anywhere. You know, social media is a useful tool or weapon, depending on how you look at it. So, um, anyway, so let's talk about the the complaints and what were the t- when when you get complaints from consumers. Generally, do they fall into particular categories? They do. So complaints related to customer service or customer relations rose a pretty good amount, just from quarter to quarter, up 20%. Complaints related to rewards, which is where your complaint would fall, Mm -hmm. either blackout dates or missed rewards, et cetera, those rose even more by 22%. Delinquent accounts, a lot of people tend to disagree on when their delinquency should happen, if it should have happened. Those rose by the same amount of rewards. And the one that fell the most was actually credit card protection. And that is one area where a lot of credit card issuers have stepped up. You know, if you ever have a fraudulent uh, charge, you usually get a text about that pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So that is one area that I think, for good reasons, complaints have, have fallen over the past couple of years. Well, and of course, uh, well, the credit card companies are more aware and everybody's more aware. But does that mean also because it can cost the credit card companies if they're not on top of of fraud because it can come out of their pocket? Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. More credit card companies are liable now. 
So that's one reason why they are so vigilant, because if they're not, they know that it's going to be coming out of their pocket. So that's really pretty darn good incentive. Um, okay, now let's let's talk about you get the perks, you get uh, rewards or whatever you choose kind of charge you. What about annual fees and that sort of thing? Um, what are you seeing trending in terms of fees? The average annual fee is down by about 6% from last year. So that's certainly a good thing. Oh, yes. That means the average fee is down around $15. So we did see some cards switching from a moderately low fee, like $39 a year, to just zero. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely good. The foreign transaction fee, which you're familiar with if you travel abroad, Mm -hmm. some cards charge it, some do not. That has also fallen uh, over 20% in the past year alone. That's good. And I think people are starting to travel more also. Because the economy is is getting better, and I think they're, uh, I think people are are really out there on the roads. Yeah, absolutely, and that has really not decreased. the roads in this case on the airlines. Right. Hopefully, not bumped. Okay. <laughs> right. So that's something that has decreased even since 2014. As I think, as you said, more people actually started to travel and kind of care about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely good news here. The one thing that has increased. It's a cash advance fee. So for anyone that's ever used their credit card, like a debit card on the ATM machine and gotten mm-hmm. cashed out right away, that is has an increase of almost 50% over the past five years. You mean the amount of fee has increased that much? Whoa. Yeah, exactly. So credit card companies, I think, are pretty clearly are testing how they can exploit cash-hungry customers and there's clearly nothing stopping them. I'm sure that's going to increase even more next year. Now, if I went in, let's say, to the grocery store and asked them for an extra $10 over my charge, is that going to fall into that category? It would, yes. So I'm going to be paying a hefty amount for that 10 bucks. Exactly. So that cash advance fee, a lot of the time, is anywhere from 5 to 15%. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that'll really get you. Oh, wow. So that, I really had no idea. I'm so glad we're talking about that because that may have surprised a lot of consumers. Now, do you, what is the popularity, and maybe you don't even know the answer to this, in terms of debit cards versus credit cards? Are we still seeing credit cards being the primary, primarily used? Yeah, I mean, debit cards still have a pretty big share of the oh, market. Yeah. A lot of people use a debit card in tandem with a credit card, mm-hmm. so... You have to think is that as well. But even prepaid cards, which are not debit cards and they're not credit cards, they're kind of this in-between that are not consumer-friendly, they've seen a bump as well, which also points to this idea that people want their cash and they want it now, even Mm -hmm. if they don't necessarily have the credit score, at least. And they're willing to pay for it. Exactly. Okay. We've, well, I don't know if they're willing, but they do. But they do, <laughs> whether they know it or not. Maybe, yeah. maybe They may not even think about it. I mean, I truthfully, it just occurred to me when we were talking about the grocery store. I mean, if you go in and you ask for extra money, I, you wouldn't even think about that being a cash advance in a way. And yet it's gonna, you're going to get charged interest on that money if you do that. And I'm talking about a credit card now. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Debit card, no right. problem. But credit card, that would be in advance. Yeah. Well, listen, tell them again your website, Jill, where they can get wonderful information. 
So to sort through all of this and to find out if you're getting a good deal or not, you can head to WalletHub.com, check out the credit card landscape report, and the best credit cards for 2018. You've got fabulous information there. There's a lot of it, but you make it easy to read. And for me, I'm not very patient with charts and graphs and whatnot, but you all do a good job of it. So anyway, we thank you for that, Jill, and thank you for joining us and being with us today. Um, Folks, you've been listening to Off Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. My guest has been Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with WalletHub. Their website is wallethub.com. And Jill, again, as a, it's always a pleasure. You bring great information to our listeners. And thank you so much for listening to and tuning in today, people. This is Shirley Rooker, Shirley at callforaction.org. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.